I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's episode of Live Mike. It's episode 40. Pretty big deal. Milestone episode on today's show. I'm Lee Lonsberry. I'm grateful to you for joining us. We're going to cover a lot of ground today. Uh, to kick off, we're going to talk about cell phones and driving. I uh, had a personal experience this morning that kind of changed my view of this whole issue. I'm going to tell you that story and then tell you about a piece of legislation that's making its way through Utah's uh, legislature right now. Then, New Hampshire. You are aware of what happened or rather didn't happen or happened in a bungled fashion, whatever, in Iowa recently. Well, now it's New Hampshire's turn, the first primary of this election season. We'll see what uh, what the primary is, what it means to this race, how the candidates are doing. I also want to walk through the nuts and bolts of how New Hampshire's primary works. I think we hear so often about the caucuses and the primaries that it, it's it's easy for us to lose sight of, of what's actually happening. So I'm going to take a few moments and walk through that for you as well. And uh, this one is an extension of a conversation we had on Friday dealing with polygamy here in the state of Utah. A friend of mine, Senator Deidre Henderson, she represents District 7 here in the state of Utah. She has a piece of legislation that would change the nature of the criminal offense uh, for, you know, that those engaging in polygamy would face. Uh, and, and there's some rationale behind it. It essentially would make it less of a crime uh, to engage in polygamy, but then bolster uh, other crimes committed in conjunction with polygamy. She, she's going to explain all of that to us. I think the points she has to make uh, are absolutely fascinating, and uh, we'll, we'll play that out here on this program. Plenty of other ground to cover on today's show, and we'll get to that, including, uh, <laughs> this is kind of funny, uh, the Super Bowl. You remember that happened last weekend? Well, Vince McMahon, yeah, Vince McMahon from the wrestling, uh, yeah, WWE, uh, WWF, if you think back that long ago. Uh, well, Vince McMahon, he started up uh, XFL again, the Extreme Football League. I know he, <clears throat> I know we, th- this happened years and years ago. Uh, that didn't work out. It lasted for about a year. Uh, but he's back at it, uh, and they had their inaugural games uh, this past weekend. I, it's kind of new. It's gimmicky. It's interesting. Uh, but it had my attention. Uh, so we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the program. Anyway, uh, we're going to get to all of that. I'm looking forward to today's show. Mondays are interesting days. It's a, a time where uh, you and I get to sit here and talk about all the things that happened over the weekend. We got a lot of days news uh, to get to. And uh, we're going to start uh, right now. So I was late. To getting uh, here into the station today for work. I was late for work. <clears throat> and it's because, uh, well, let me tell you the story. I walked out uh, of the building where I live. And as soon as I got out, I was looking uh, at the road. And I saw that there was a driver in a vehicle uh, with their phone up and visible. I can't say if it was texting or what. But uh, but the phone was in the hand of the driver up and visible. Visible. And uh, I saw that and I kind of rolled my eyes and thought, ah, that's not too responsible. And then, I'm not kidding you, three seconds later, uh, that very same vehicle uh, crosses through an intersection. The light was red. At that same time, there was another vehicle traveling in the opposite direction, going through a green light. And uh, the the vehicle being driven by the person I saw with cell phone in hand, uh, T-boned 
that uh, the, the the vehicle coming through the red light. There was a UTA bus there too. Had to swerve to uh, avoid the whole, whole ordeal. Well, uh, the collision happened. I haven't seen many car accidents in my life. The the sound in real life is so much different than you hear in the movies. You hear often the sound effect people will pr- will cr- prepare screeching tires and then a big crunching sound. Uh, it's not exactly that way. And I'm sure you, you've heard some of these crunching sounds in the past. Uh, it was probably my first time hearing it uh, as close as I was standing. I was maybe 20 feet away. The impact happens uh, that that crunching sound happens. Uh, the vehicle which was struck was able to roll to a stop uh, into a safe place on the side of the road. The other vehicle was able to turn and coast into a, a safe position. And uh, there it was, me and these two vehicles and their drivers on the side of the road. Uh, the police were called and uh, the rescue folks showed up and uh, one of the people involved was packaged up and taken away. Uh, both were conscious and and all right, and at least for my layman's assessment, as I kind of went to each of them and spoke to them and looked them up and down, uh, they were conscious and breathing and coherent, and I didn't see uh, you know any open wounds or anything. The rescue workers, they showed up and they did their uh, job. But let me back it up for a second and uh, remind you the my first observation as this story unfolded. And it was that there was a driver, distracted, maybe, uh, by their cell phone. The cell phone was in hand. That's what I saw. And I have, for a long time, <clears throat> excuse me, been on the fence on this issue. At least when it comes to uh, whether or not we should change the law and make what I saw this morning a primary offense. A reason for which a law enforcement officer could pull you over and issue you a ticket. I believe in freedom. I'm a conservative person. I believe that we should, for the most part, be able to do whatever we want within uh, the confines of our own home or uh, vehicle. And I have, uh, again, been on the fence on this one. I've thought for a long time, well, I'm in my own car and, uh, you know, if I get into an accident because I'm driving, it's it's only me that gets hurt. Well, of course, uh, that's not true. Uh, and it's, of course, the case that you often, if uh, you steer your car where it ought not be, you run the risk of injuring someone. There were a few folks that I witnessed this morning uh, luckily were able to escape what could have been uh, the ultimate danger posed by some of this uh, using the cell phone while you're driving. Carol Spackman Moss, uh, she and I spoke just a few days ago. And she has a piece of legislation. It's a, a HB 101. And it would elevate the offense from a secondary offense to a primary offense. Uh, that's when you're using your cell phone while driving. There are a handful of other states across the country that do this already, including uh, Nevada and Arizona. If you, uh, if you have a cell phone in your hand and a police officer sees it, you can get pulled over and ticketed for that. Primary offense. Here in Utah right now. If an officer sees you with a cell phone in your hand and you are otherwise abiding by the laws of the road, uh, that officer's got to let you go. It doesn't have grounds to pull you over. Uh, Carol Spackman Moss would like to see that changed. Now, before you think this is just some kind of Democrat move used to limit our freedoms, uh, let me, if that's your mentality, uh, let me point something out. uh, There's a a partner she has on this piece of legislation in the Senate uh, is Senator Don Ibsen. Uh, a Republican, conservative man. I've known uh, his politics for a good long time. And let me help you uh, with <clears throat> the kind of the, the leap you have to make 
to view this as a, as a conservative uh, uh, position. And here it is. We believe in life, liberty, and uh, the pursuit of happiness and the ownership of property here in the United States. And it is appropriate for law enforcement and for statute to get involved and protect us if our life and our liberty and our ability to own property and pursue happiness is infringed upon by another. And as I saw, <clears throat> excuse me, as I saw a vehicle this morning, from where I sit here uh, in my broadcast location right behind my microphone, I can look down the street. I can see where this happened, where that vehicle was smashed into by someone who had a cell phone in their hand. Uh, their life and their liberty was infringed upon. And I do think it is an appropriate role uh, for government to get involved and do certain things and uh, sign certain laws and enact certain measures that would protect us from either the stupidity, the recklessness, the carelessness, or the maliciousness of someone else. I told uh, Representative Spackman Moss when she and I were sitting together last that I was uh, still working on my position on this and thinking about it. Uh, Well, this morning after what I witnessed, uh, I'm ready to take a stand and I'm ready to stand behind uh, the good representative on this measure, HB 101. Uh, Primary offense, that's pretty good. 20 other states uh, here in the nation do it. Uh, We've got about 30 to go. So hopefully uh, that'll work out. I'll give the the, the good representative opportunity to make her case here on, on this station whenever she'd like it. And I'd invite you simply to put your phone down. Next up, we're talking about New Hampshire. That's here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.